Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're not a malicious soul, could you go ahead and hit the like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our first story of the day is by I am Jay, Jay is me. Don't want to sit inside even though a storm is coming? Okay. This happened to me a few years ago, and I just remembered it recently. I was working at a restaurant waiting tables in a very affluent area on the Jersey Shore. We had our fair share of entitled people who were under the impression that if you throw enough money around, you can do whatever you want and treat people however you want. And when your income depends on their tips, you kind of just have to deal with it. The restaurant had an outdoor dining and bar area that overlooked the ocean with an amazing view. During the summer, this was pretty much where everyone wanted to sit rather than our indoor dining area. And for anyone who works someplace with outdoor dining, you know the one monkey wrench that can ruin a very profitable dinner shift, the weather. No matter how accurate the forecast says it's going to be, you can never know for sure. For the most part, we never had an issue, because if it started to abruptly rain, there would usually be more than enough room inside for all the people who were sitting outside to move in. It's usually a cluster truck to keep track of which table moved where, but we always handled it without any issue. Until that one day. We had a large party booked one day in our indoor area that took up more than half of our tables. A 50th birthday, I believe, so our indoor capacity was limited. And even on top of the party, there were customers who were weary about the weather, so they decided to sit inside also. And then more and more people started sitting outside. My manager did a quick assessment and realized that if it started raining, we would barely have enough room inside to accommodate everyone who was sitting outside. He told us we had to stop seating our outdoor area and to start recommending to our outdoor tables to move inside because of the impending weather to be on the safe side. Everyone's weather app was saying there was a downpour coming up the coast. Everyone was okay with it, except I had a table of nine people who seemed fairly middle-aged and very wealthy. Margaritas with top, top shelf tequila, gaudy looking jewelry, etc, etc. Each end of the table seemed to be in their own conversation, not paying attention to the other. Upon hearing about the incoming rain, I go to the woman whom I thought was in charge. She had the fakest tan of them all, and I tell her, let's call her Karen, Ma'am, I'm really sorry, but the weather's coming in and our seating is limited inside. I'm going to have to move you folks inside so you don't get caught in the rain. This Karen is so entrenched in her conversation, she doesn't even register that I, a lowly waiter, was talking to her. So I try again. Ma'am, I'm sorry for interrupting, but... She cuts me off, exasperated. What? What are you saying? I begin again. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Because of the weather coming and our inside filling up, we need to move you inside. We have a table ready for you. I can move all your drinks and everything for you. She snaps back with, The only reason we came here was to sit outside. We'll deal with the weather. I realize she doesn't grasp what I'm saying. So I try it again. Ma'am, just in case the... And then she goes from zero to a hundred and yells, We'll freaking deal with it. She yelled so loudly that the people on the other half of her table heard. 
They didn't hear our prior exchange, but only heard her outburst and went back to their conversation, assuming this must be normal behavior for her. She wants to deal with it on her own. You got it. So I began to take their order. Filet mignons, a few lobster tails, expensive stuff. I put the order in and I looked back and all the other tables had moved inside because they were all rational human beings and my table of nine entitled jerks were the only ones out there. I heard the leathery looking Karen say to the rest of the table, wow, we have the entire patio to ourselves. What a luxury. After a while, I looked inside and saw that the table I had held for them was taken by another party that had just walked in. The last available table and just as the last bud hit the seat, I felt the best feeling I could possibly have felt at that moment. A glorious raindrop tapped on the top of my head. Oh, sweet glory. Within seconds, it went from beautiful blue skies to torrential downpour. Everyone at the table grabbed their drinks, a little watered down at this point, and ran inside. After they shook themselves dry, they looked around and realized there was nowhere for them to sit. Most of them looked dumbfounded, like a lost child in a supermarket. Karen makes a beeline to me and screams, we need a table. I reply, I'm sorry ma'am, we're fully seated and on a wait for our indoor seating. Maybe one table on the waiting list, but a list is a list. Well, what are we supposed to do now? She hawked back at me, which led to me so eloquently saying, Ma'am, as you said, you would freaking deal with it. I air-quoted the freaking deal with it to really emphasize that that was her response. And as I said that, everyone else at the table realized that was our interaction earlier and Karen had dug their graves. I felt bad for most of them because if they had all known the circumstances, they probably would have convinced Karen to move in. But after she raised her voice and cursed at me, all bets were off. And as serendipity would have it, at that moment, their food came out and we handed it to them. There they were, nine people in damp clothes, holding a Cosmo in one hand and a filet mignon in the other with nowhere to sit to eat. The rest of her party convinced her to just get some boxes for their food and pay their check and leave. As I hand Karen the check, she smugly says, well, this will be reflected in your tip, to which I replied, ma'am, we implement a 20% tip on parties of eight or more. It's our policy, and it's clearly stated in our menu. She paid, and then they left with their boxed-up food, leaving behind their half-full drinks. Best $60 I ever made. Do you guys agree that for a restaurant that has waiters and waitresses, that it should be standard practice that the tip is included in the bill non-negotiable? Like maybe you could write down you can add more to it if you want, but do you think it should be mandatory in the price to make sure that these waiters and waitresses get paid at least 20%? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Mia Dandir. You want to discuss my hair in a performance meeting? By all means. About 8 years ago, I used to work as a store assistant in a UK-based chain of electronic stores. The old store manager who hired me was lovely. The new manager who replaced him, Sally, was a jerk who loved going on a power trip. Not only did she have no technology knowledge to actually help customers, she would have favorites and personally pick on people she did not like. The people were the assistant manager that she was trying to push out, a colleague who was neurodivergent, and myself. I suspect the reason she didn't like me was because she was obese and permanently on some sort of fad diet, whilst I had weirdly high metabolism and sometimes ate McDonald's for lunch. She shirked her responsibilities at work 
constantly to go on her phone, none of us were allowed our phones on the shop floor, took multiple breaks, and even went out to get her nails redone during her shift because she chipped one on a shelf. Onto the story, the main excuse she used to pick on me was that my hair was untidy. My hair was dry, wavy, and has a naturally coarse texture. Thanks, mum. I had a shower each morning, clean uniform, and brushed my hair before work, which was all I was willing to do for a minimum wage job. After receiving two uniform warnings for my untidy and unhygienic natural hair, the third warning resulted in a performance review meeting, aka try not to get fired. I was very depressed at the time and did not have the energy nor resources to find another job. Plus, I liked my colleagues, who were onto her BS, so I didn't want to leave at the time. The assistant manager briefed me on what would happen during the meeting and told me that he would need to ask me some pre-assigned questions and Sally would need to transcribe everything said down into my personnel file. Cue malicious compliance. Sally had these long, fake nails that made it very difficult for her to type. The meeting was meant to last 20 minutes max. The night before, I prepared everything I was going to say about how my hair was naturally wavy and coarse, with strong hints about racial discrimination thrown in, I'm Southeast Asian, humorous anecdotes about how difficult my hair's been to manage, and my entire hygiene routine in step-by-step detail. I even brought my hairbrush with me. I answered all questions in protracted detail using the full extent of the English language, and thesaurus.com, and watched her struggle to keep up with the dialogue and ask us to slow down in order to type everything, including the words pubic hair head that I used to describe my own hair texture. After over an hour of this and me running out of material and adding colorful flourishes, she called for a break. The assistant manager pulled me aside at the break and told me she was furious. We resumed the meeting after the break and she proposed that I tie my hair into a ponytail going forward, which I agreed to as she was red in the face from anger and I was struggling to maintain my straight face at that point. I never got another uniform warning after that. Myself and the assistant manager reported her to HR, resulting in the store being audited twice in three months. A few months later, I left. A couple of years later, the company went bust. Sally is still a store manager but somewhere else. I'm now a risk manager with bright purple hair at an employer that pays well and doesn't care about my hair, only my quality of work. I'm sorry, but if you work at a chain of electronics stores, as long as your hair isn't falling into the electronics or fans or whatever, and you can give me recommendations or walk me through what I need, what does it matter what your hair looks like? Wavy, curly, bright neon green? If you can stand there and give me good advice as to what electronics I need, I won't care if your hair looks like that dude from the Alien show on the History Channel. This next story is by KDowdy1010. Don't be late. Worked for a manufacturing shop when I was younger. Company wanted to bring in some new HR guy to change things around, as we basically had no rules. One of his rules was a point system for attendance. Being late counted the same as calling in and was counted as one point. My vehicle's gas gauge was broken and I had to estimate how many miles I could make, depending on how much money I put in my tank. One night on the way to work, I ran out of gas, called a buddy to bring me a gas tank with a few gallons, got the car going again, and I pulled in at 11.05pm. So I called my manager and said, Hey, I'm in the parking lot, but I'm late. I think I'm going to go home. I have PTO to cover my shift. 
My manager agreed as we both thought the rule was uncalled for. Two mornings later, I get called into the office and yelled at about calling in when I knew how important those parts were and how we're now behind for the week. When asked why I called in, I simply told them I drove past the shop at 11.05 and their rule made it where I was taking a point regardless, so I might as well just enjoy my night off. Needless to say, the rule was changed shortly after that. I mean, when OP lays it out there, it makes a lot of sense. If somebody shows up 5 minutes late or whatever, and they're still going to get a late point against them because of that, and despite still coming in and doing the work, it would be valued exactly the same as just totally calling off, you might as well just call off and take the day for yourself, you're gonna get that point anyways. It's frankly a very easy choice to make, unless you really need that money. Our next story is by Minx Cheek. Skeleton staff not skeleton enough? You got it. It happened this Christmas and New Year period where the department I work in was shut down for the holiday period. We were rostered to have two days a week open with four staff on. Our normal staffing would have been around 10 every day. This is our normal staffing since I started working here several years ago and has worked out well. Until this time around, December 2021. Management, located off-site, at least an hour and a half drive away, decided that our department had to copy what they do at their location, which was three staff, since they felt four was too many. Even though my supervisor and manager argued that it had always been busy and three staff is simply not enough when people start coming in, especially if one rostered employee called in sick, there would be no coverage. They fought to keep four staff for weeks. But no matter how many back and forth emails were exchanged, they won't budge on cutting down staffing to three. My manager and supervisor had to comply. Cue malicious compliance. In the coming days, one employee tested positive to you know what and was told she can't come in for the next two weeks. There we were, with only two people on for two weeks. Then Omicron outbreak happened. Manager, the offsite one, saw what was happening and had to scramble to staff another department they had to open in order to alleviate certain shortcomings and lack of foresight. Now they wanted slash needed my department's help with their staffing issue. I told the on-duty supervisor, who was with us for the two weeks, that they can go and F off. It was their decision to cut our team down to three, and now we can't help them because there was only two people on. In the end, they had to shut down this additional department after three days because they had no help due to lack of staffing, which was their doing, and it backfired spectacularly. I think what I'm surprised about most is in a time like this where it's pretty clear COVID as it stands isn't going away anytime soon, that they'd be willing to chance having only three people on the skeleton crew in a situation where they were already explaining they needed four for it to work out. I think what's the most disappointing about this whole thing is the fact that not only were they knocked down from three to two because of what should have been very obvious concerns, the now two people working there for weeks were told, hey, could you extend yourself a little bit more for us too and help us out over here? Are you kidding me? I get trying to save money. Maybe they expected the business would be slower because of COVID. But man, that backfired terribly. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.